0: Alex Howard from the South Australian Research and Development Institute which is the research arm of the South Australian Department of Primary Industries. Alex has recently done an AgriFutures project on uh, looking at rodent control in poultry farms in Australia. So Alex you developed a really comprehensive review of rodent control as part of the process in developing this resource, can you just tell us what you did and what kind of information you found regarding rodent control?
1: Yeah, sure. So, so basically what we did with this project, there was, there was two central components. So we went out and we surveyed uh, a number of um, poultry producers, so both in the chicken meat uh, and egg laying space. And we just had dis- like varying discussions with them over the phone and via email and email and we visited farms and and just, we wanted to find out what was sort of going on on the front line in terms of their experiences dealing with rodents, um, how frequently they encountered rodents, what their sort of strategies were, what was working and what wasn't. Um, And we found some sort of really interesting results. So I suppose one of the key things that that I noticed was that 95% of producers commonly observed rodents on farm, um, which really drove the point home to me that that this is an, an issue that is persistent. Um, and that our uh, farmers are are dealing with. Um, And then even sort of more alarming, I suppose, is that 56% of producers reported some form of rodent-related damage on farm. And this, this was in the form of things like property or structural damage to, you know, wall panels or roof insulation or blinds of sheds and things like that. And then also chewing of electrical wiring, um, scavenging of feed and feed loss and, and even some instances of, of disease and contamination. And then in terms of the strategies that, that producers were using, they were primarily relying on use of uh, multiple poison baits. So your anticoagulant rodenticides were the, were the big ticker um, poisons that, that producers were using. And they were relying on, on baits as being the, you know, the main arm of their rodent control method. That was really their only way of, of combating um, the rodent problem. And then the second part of the review, um, we looked at sort of hundreds and hundreds of scientific articles and case studies on, um, rodent control in, in agriculture around the world, just to try and draw together, um, key information that would be useful for producers to go to when they're designing their, their rodent control program. And through that, we found that, um, you know, the, Baits that were most effective against rodents are the second generation anticoagulant rodenticides. So this is things like um, Brodificome, Bromadiolone, um, that you may have heard of, very common um, products. But there's also issues um, associated with these compounds, which can include developing resistance in, in rodents, potentially secondary poisoning of livestock, um, and even the acquisition of, of residues within the food chain. So that these these are poisons that need to be used very carefully. Um, producers need to be aware of this risk. That it's the best tool that they have, but they need to, to use it appropriately. And they can't just rely on baits. They need to pair the baits with physical management um, and farm hygiene and, and things like that to ensure that um, their rodent control protocols are really the most effective. And then some of the other things that we found, so zinc phosphide is another Um, rodenticide that's really good um, but is reserved for plague um, circumstances it's a really intense poison that's very fast acting so you know in extreme circumstances it's available and then we also have our vitamin d3 rodenticides which are sort of less intense and less uh, acutely toxic compound um, and also has fewer risks um, and it has potential to be used as a bit of an alternative uh, or in rotation with your second generation rodenticides.
0: Thanks, Alex. You mentioned that 95% of poultry farms have a rodent issue. So what are the different types of rodent species that were common to poultry farms and, and how do they differ?
1: Yep. So there's three um, types of rodents that are common on poultry farms. So You have your black rat, uh, your Norway or brown rat uh, and your house or field mouse. Um, and they're really the, the three key ones around the world. Um, and th- they're very easy to, to tell apart visually. So your brown rat, your Norway rat, is your typical large rat. It has a tail that's shorter than its body um, and a sort of uh, pointed snout and it's commonly seen at night and uh, forming burrows underground, um, typically along the edge, edges of sheds and things like that. So if you, if you walk along the edges of your sheds and you actually look down, you can see those little sort of bits where the earth's been broken up and that's Uh, Norway rats are are burrowing down and obviously your black rats are a slightly smaller species and they're actually quite good climbers so so they tend instead of burrowing underground they tend to to go towards roof cavities uh, and to sort of develop nests up in the roofs of your um, farm buildings and, and farm facilities and then you know, most people are, can identify a mouse. It's, it, they're very common on, on any farm, um, typically more of a nuisance. You'll see them all around the place, but physically they're quite a lot smaller. And, and I suppose the main point of, of distinguishing between the three is that they have different behavioural features that you need to consider. So rats, more broadly, they're a lot craftier uh, animals. So they're not going to readily take bait that you just lay out. In fact, they have what's called a neophobic adaptation with it, that they're fearful of new things in their environment. So as soon as you place a bait station down, a rat is not going to just go up and, and take from it. It's going to wait for you know a couple of hours or a couple of days even before it investigates. And rats will often nibble on food before actually committing to to eating it. So So basically the way to counteract that is to place your baits in areas that you know rodents are and to routinely monitor them to see how much bait's being taken. But don't fiddle with them too much. You know, if after a few days you see that, you know, bait's not being taken from a particular station but you know that there's activity in that area, that doesn't mean that the bait's no good. It's actually the behaviour of the animal um, that you're trying to combat. So really that's that's sort of something that you need to consider.
0: that's really good information. Thanks, Alex. So if someone had a Norway rat or brown rat issue on farm, what would you suggest would be the best way to control them and how's this different from some of the other rodents?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I would start with, yeah, if you've identified that you've got specifically an issue with brown rats, um, you know, you can use our, our review contains um, sort of a list of compounds that are, are really good for use against Brown rat. So this includes your, as I mentioned earlier, your second generation rodenticide. So I make sure I'm picking the right rodenticide, the most effective one that, that I can, or that it's available to me. So that would be your second generation brodifacoum bromethalin alone. And then I would place them securely in bait stations in areas where I observe or see activity. So I'd have a look around your farm. Typically at night you'll be able to see activity a lot more. Um, but as you say before, you can you can walk around the outside external perimeter of your sheds and just look at the at sort of where the shed wall meets the, the floor. And if you see little burrows there, then you know, you've got a pretty good indication that you've got a brown rat problem. So then I'd be pay, placing these bait stations in fixed sort of 10 or 15 metres apart um, in between these burrows so that you know that rats are going to go and encounter um, those sort of things, and then I would routinely monitor the level of bait intake over a number of days or weeks and just replenish as required. Another thing that you can do with, specifically with brown rats, it can be a bit tricky, but you can place like road base or gravel around the perimeter of your sheds, and this actually is very difficult um, sort of substance for, for rats to be able to burrow through, so that can be one way of preventing them from actually getting in uh, under your facility um, at all to begin with. And then just quickly um, with a black rat, I'd be looking up in your, in your roof um, cavities and seeing if you can identify any um, rat fecal pellets or anything or, or visually if you can see them and then perhaps even looking at placing bait stations up in the roofs because that's the key area that, the, that those um, animals are going to be moving through.
0: That's great information. Thank you so much, Alex. Um, just before we wrap up, I just sort of wanted to know if there's anything else within your review that you, you think would be of benefit to people to hear about?
1: Yeah, certainly. We're really keen for, for producers if, if they're frustrated with what's going on on farm and, and maybe their, their rodent control is not going the way that, that they want and they just want a bit more information. That's where the, the, I think the review um, can be very useful. Our whole aim was really to prevent, to present to to readers the advantages, disadvantages, risks, and regulatory requirements associated with all rodenticides that are registered by the Pesticides and Veterinary Medicines Authority. Um, and we also have lots of information in there um, relating to target species, behaviour, and ecology, and understanding that integrated rodent management and and how to maximise your efforts. And so really cutting through any marketing spin around a specific product or anything, it's just providing an objective comparison of what works, what doesn't, what risks do you need to consider? And we're really hopeful that it's all practical information that um, producers can use when they're they're designing their rodent control program and hopefully it will help improve uh, and help them get on top of it um, more effectively.
0: Thanks, Alex. I um, really appreciate your time. And that document is now available online um, on the AgriFutures Australia website. So if anyone is interested in finding it, they can download it from there. Thanks again for your time.
1: Thanks for having me.